So we're gonna jump in. Philippians chapter four, verse number one. This is the last installment of this series. Let's go straight to the scriptures. Worship team, right there in the chats. Go crazy for the worship team. Killing the new song, Gardens, Graves in the... Yeah, whatever it was, it was fantastic. Shout out to Elevation Worship. We love you guys. And the new album is fantastic. We love you, worship team. Thank you so much. Philippians 4, verse 1. Therefore, this is the New Living Translation. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. I like that because what Paul's writing, he's ending. Remember, when you get a letter, there's only two parts that are important. The beginning and the end. He is in the end of this letter. And he's saying, guys, I need you to stay the course. Stay true to God. I know there's a lot of things going on, but stay true to the Lord. You are my crown of all of my ministry. When I read this I think about you know like homecoming ceremonies when they crown the king and the queen he's saying "Uh, the crown I have for the ministry I did in your city is that you are faithful you are happy you are rejoicing in other words your fruit would tell on you how good of a job you did that's why Mother's Day we honor you look at the job you did with your children your children are happy they're smiling some of them are even bathed praise the Lord and, and so the, the result, he said, you're my crown jewel in ministry. And then he's going to write to them in this chapter four confessions that he wants them to make. Four things he wants them to walk in. And can I be honest, Zoe? The reason why I think God is talking to us this weekend about these four things is because there is still another layer and another level of faith that we need to step into. And so these aren't just confessions for people in a city called Philippi. These are confessions for Zoe. Whether you stream in, you call us home from Dubai or from from Europe or from Africa or wherever you call Zoe home from. These are our confessions together from L.A. to around the world. So let's jump in to the message and let's pray that God will teach us how to internalize these things. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We live for you. We worship you. And God, we pray as a people, help us to literally walk in the truths of your word and to receive the grace that only comes from you. We need you now more than ever. We love you and bless every mom today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together. Come on, one last time in the, in the chats. Even some of the people here in the MC, everybody give me one last A. Men and amen. Here's four confessions for you on Mother's Day. Write down number one. I will be a rejoicer again and again. The first thing he, he wants us to walk in is that we'll be a rejoicer. Watch what he says here in verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. He is saying this is so important. I'm going to say it again. This is called Parenting 101. I'm going to say it to you, and I'm going to say it again. But can I be honest with you? Most of what God speaks to you is the same thing he's been saying for years. Most of the things that God is dealing with you, it's not a new thing he's saying. It's actually a repeated thing that he's saying. 
I love this because in the book of Peter, Peter, uh, he writes, he actually says, while I'm still here in this body, I think it's fit that I remind you. I re- in other words, I'm not saying nothing new. I am repeating something old. You know, a lot of people are like, how's church online going? How is the digital church doing? How's Zoe doing? And have we adapted to being a good church online? I got to bring a great report. We have set records in how many volunteers we have on the weekend for ZST. We have set records with how much money we've given away. You know, I don't know if you knew this, but just alone in the month of April, we gave away $49,000 as a church. We're seeing people in connect groups. We're seeing, and there's no exaggeration, over 100,000 people streaming in the service. But, but can I be honest with you? The reason why I'm so proud of our church is because it's, it's, it's an old message. It's just a new method. What I love about God is God's still saying the same things. He might be using Facebook. He might be using YouTube, but it's the same old method. God has been saying the same thing to you since you were a teenager, since you were a child. I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. Again, I'm going to say it. Again, I'm going to repeat it. you got to get that word in you. Why does God keep saying the same thing? Because he wants you to internalize it. I was was reading about communication this last week, and one of the great thoughts about communication, communication comes in three ways. There is the clarity of communication, there is the continuity of communication, and the creativity of communication. The clarity is like, you got to be clear. That's why the newspaper is written to a fourth grade reading level. Thank God I can read the newspaper. Shout out to the USA Today and the LA Times. But it's, it's clear. Don't say it all elaborate with your massive vocabulary. Just be clear in your communication. But one of the key things about communication is continuity. It's saying the same thing over and over. You know, rejoice in the Lord is not even found in the Old Testament. But it is repeated chock full through the New Testament. God is trying to get a theme into your heart. So Paul keeps saying this or God keeps saying this to you. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in God. Why does God in the midst of a pandemic have us studying the book of Philippians? Because God is trying to get it loud and clear through your spirit, through your soul, through your system. Rejoice in God. So you got to just make a decision. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will again. All throughout the scriptures, there's the again. Remember in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, Isaac goes back and he, he starts to dig a well from the old past. He's digging it again. All throughout the scriptures, there's the again story that you'll find throughout from the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation. God always calls you to go back to your first love. Go do it again. Go serve God again. Go give your tithe again. Go help somebody again. It's not a one-time thing. It's a repeated action. He's saying rejoice in the Lord again. I say rejoice. Just love this. Psalm 85. Look in your Bible. It says, verse 6, revive us again, O God. I know you will give us a fresh start. Then all your people will taste your joy and your gladness. Why do we need it again? Because I've lost my way. I've lost my edge. I've lost my perspective. I've lost my faith. I've lost my joy. Joy is this thing that you can have at like 9 a.m. sipping your coffee. 
and then you like go out and you start interacting with other humans and your joy is gone. How do you keep your joy is that you continue, you continually make the decision, I will rejoice in God. No matter my circumstance, no matter my bank account, no matter what others are saying about me, what others have to say about me is none of my opinion. I'm going to rejoice in God. I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. Revive me again. Restore me again. Renew me again. Help me again. Rebuild me again. Come on, anybody, thank you. Thankful for the again of heaven. So we got to make this our confession. Oh, I love that confession. I will be a rejoicer again and again. I will be, you got to make that your prayer this week. I will, say it over your life. I will be a rejoicer again and again. Sometimes your flesh gets weak. Sometimes you feel weary and tired and you're looking at your circumstance. No, 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 no. This is my confession this week. I will be a rejoicer again and again. One of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is David, one of our heroes in the Bible. He's dancing in his house and he's just dancing before the Lord. He's got his worship music on he's going from gardens to graves and graves to gardens he's like what and he's just loving God some of these people are laughing at me just just enjoy the service today and he's he's worshiping God he's rejoicing and this lady this one of Saul's daughter comes up to the window and she sees David dancing before God and she gets so upset at how happy he is can I tell you why people hate on you if you've got haters that means you're doing something right If you've got people throwing criticism and there's all kinds of critics in your life, it's a telltale sign that you're walking in confidence and you're doing something right. If you don't want any haters, don't do anything at all. But here's David and he's got joy and he's got swag and he's got godly confidence. And he's like, it's like the first original TikTok happening right here in the Bible. And he's like, hey, he's just having, he's just having his time of rejoicing before God. And Saul's daughter comes and sees him and she gets so mad at him. She gets so upset. Why? You ever notice the more joyful you are, the more provokes and upsets people around you? You know, they're just faking it. You know, they're really not that happy. You know, I've seen them behind closed doors and they really ain't that. You know, they got a dark side. And and, and so she starts hating on David. And David looks at this girl and, and he's like, excuse me, let me put my TikTok down. You think this is undignified. He says, I will become even more undignified than this. In other words, what he's saying, I rejoice in the Lord, but I'll tell you, I will again rejoice in God. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a a once-a-day thing. It is an all-day, all-night. It is my lifestyle. It is a 24-7. I choose to rejoice in God. I'm not limiting my faith and my decision to a Sunday. I'm not limiting my faith to an 8 a.m. Zoe Devo. No, I will rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Come on, when the doctor's report comes bad, rejoice in the Lord. When you get laid off, rejoice in the Lord. When things aren't going your way, rejoice in the Lord. Come on, again. I say rejoice. God's saying this to us for four books of the Bible so it gets onto the inside. And why? I love that communication. It is first clarity. It is second continuity. And it is third creativity. Come on. The design team for this series put together the designs. And the video team put together videos. And we've been going through messages. And Julia preached part one so brilliantly. And there's been creativity within the communication. Because God is trying to get something into your home. And he's saying in the midst of a pandemic, rejoice in me. 
Come on, clap right now and thank God on the chat. I hear you loud and clear, God. I hear you loud and clear, heaven. I will rejoice in the Lord. Revive me again. Restore me again. Do your work again. I love, I know I'm talking about elevation worship a lot, but one of my favorite songs that Elevation ever put out is that do it again song. I sing you move and you'll do it again. Come on, how about I rejoice in the Lord and I'm going to rejoice again. It's not a Sunday thing. It's not a Monday thing. It's not when things are good thing. It's not when we're in phase one, two, or three. It's not like, oh, they're going to open it back up so I'll be happy when I get to go to a restaurant. No, no, no. It's I'm rejoicing in the Lord no matter my circumstance. No matter what people, people can be upset at me that I've got joy, but I made a decision. You can't steal my joy. You cannot rob from me. I've got the joy of the Lord. It is my strength. It is a result of a relationship with God. This is my confession. Second confession he gets to as we continue on in chapter 4. This is the second confession. I will be ruled by peace. Now this is one of the most famous portions of scripture. I'm going to say it by memory. And it's going to be on the screen because I want you to commit to memory. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, I love this scripture. I committed to memory years ago. Be anxious for nothing. What the Bible is saying here, it's teaching us something. And it is actually teaching us on the subject of anxiety. Anxiety is rampant in our world. Anxiety rules people. Anxiety and depression. So the Bible is giving us an antidote and a solution to anxiety. How do I solve anxiety in my life? Well, the first thing that Paul teaches us is that there is nothing in your life that warrants or is worthy of anxiety. First thing he says is, I just want you to know, there is nothing that we in heaven go, All right, we give you a pass. That's pretty big. Okay, unemployment, we get it. Divorce, okay, we get it. Uh Oh, we get it, we get it. No, you go ahead, you have your anxiety. No, he actually says, be anxious in nothing. So there's nothing in your life that God says, okay, I approve that across my desk. Go ahead and be anxious. He says, be anxious in nothing, in, in, in nothing. There's nothing that warrants your anxiety. Be anxious in nothing, but in everything. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, now here's the caveat, with thanksgiving. Because a lot of us are just like, yeah, 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 I hear the Bible saying, you know, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. But he actually is teaching us very specifically. Paul is saying to this church in Philippi and to this church in Los Angeles, he is saying, be anxious in nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So in other words, you have to, the prerequisite to praying to God is thanking God. I just want to encourage you this week to take a prayer walk every day. And in fact, I don't want you to call it a prayer walk. I want you to call it a Thanksgiving walk. Just walk on Thanksgiving and just walk and say, I'm not going to be bogged down about anything. I'm not going to be stressed out about anything. I'm not going to have anxiety about anything, but I'm going to let all my requests be made known to God with Thanksgiving. You ought to thank God for your life. Thank God for your health. Thank God for your family. Thank God for your country. Thank God for your city. Thank God for officials that are over you. Come on right now. 
wherever you're at. Just thank God. Say, thank you, Jesus. Be anxious of nothing. Be an- you know, there's nothing. There's, Esty, there is nothing that God says, Esty, I give you a pass. Be anxious about it. He says, be anxious of nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Oh, I love this next part. Let your requests be made known to God. You know, God has a request box, and he wishes you would drop your requests in them. You don't have to get online to fill out that form. You got a direct line to this request box. Let your request be made known to God. And it says literally as you go, nope, I refuse anxiety, but I will go to God and I will pray and bring my supplications and my thanksgiving and all my requests Maybe in your life, you've got five requests right now. Maybe you've got 10 requests. Maybe you've got 20. It doesn't, there's no limit to how many requests. He just says, let your requests, I love that there's an S right there. Let your requests be made known to God. Now, it's crazy because I have, during the pandemic, I have been to the grocery store more times in the last eight weeks than I have been in the last eight years. I pride myself on never going to the grocery store. But now that your boy is quarantined at home, I'm always looking for a way to get out the house. So I'm like, Julia, I'll strap up this mask where you want. Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, Ralph's, what you want. And so your boy will go and I was like, just send me the list. Just send me the list. I'm in the car. got the mask on. I must wait in line. They let 30 people in at a time. And the other day I went to the store and Julia was sending her list. And I was like, okay, we need to, we need to talk when I get home. Because you got to limit to like six or seven. Because she put like 20 things on there. I'm going to the produce and I'm going to the bread and I'm going down and I need to find somebody that's like, in fact, the other day I went to Sprouts and I went with my son and we're looking for lime juice. I ended up bringing home lemon juice, but I was looking for lime juice and the lady looked at me and she had, I had my mask on, she had her mask on and she was like, oh my gosh, Pastor Chad and she just moved to LA from Utah and she goes to Zoe. Shout out to that lady that we met the other day at Sprouts. So great to meet Zoe people around Los Angeles. But I gotta be honest, I had to look at Julia and be like, hey, when I go to the store, You realize I'm not that good at the store run. You've got to give me like dairy, produce, meat. I'm good there. But can I tell you, when you bring your request to God, he has never gone, that's enough, man. Hey, that's a lot. You know, you're asking, whoa, you know, one and two is big. You sure you want to bring seven and eight? No, no, God says, let your request be made known to God. And what does it say? And the result is not that you'll get them instantly. The result is not that you'll have them in your Amazon basket. The result is not that you can check out and you've got everything you want. No, it says the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I love that confession. I will be ruled by the peace of God. In fact, he writes to another church in Coloss. Watch what Paul writes in Colossians chapter 3, 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. Let the peace of God. So many of us, our biggest problem is the anxiety rules you, not the peace of God rules you. And the only way you can exchange your anxiety for God's peace is prayer. He has literally given us the solution. He has given us the vehicle. Prayer is not the, the end all. Prayer is just the vehicle that gets you out of 
anxiety and into his presence. Prayer just takes you from being stressed out to being filled with the spirit. Prayer is what is the, it's just the vehicle. It's like the Uber that takes you into the presence of God. And all of a sudden God says, get right here. Let me put a guard. I put a guard around your heart. I put a guard around your mind. So when the enemy comes in like a thief and wants to mess with your mind, God's like, nope, nope, nope. They prayed about it. They turned to me. You can't mess with their mind. You can't mess with their heart. I've already, that's what prayer does. One of my favorite things about prayer is that prayer changes things. And the first thing that it changes is me. I was stressed out, worried, all kinds of messed up on the inside, but I prayed and I let my request be made known. And all of a sudden I used to not be able to sleep. Now I'm just like, I'm out. Why? Because peace rules my pillow. Peace rules my mind. Peace rules my spirit. You ought to make it your declaration. I will be ruled by the peace of God. So many homes, so many people, so many families are struggling with anxiety. So many people are stressed out. Again, I say rejoice in the Lord and not just rejoice in God, but allow his peace. The peace of God is so powerful here. Paul's trying to teach. There's a, there's a lot right here in this, these two verses, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious in nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Let's pause right there. Because what the Bible's trying to teach you is that God's peace is so big that you could be in the worst situation and still have peace. How is it you can get thrown into a lion's den and still be like, yo, I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'm fine. How could you get thrown into a fiery furnace and be like, all right, you guys, we're good in here. You guys just go ahead. We're just going to let it burn. That's Usher twice this Sunday. <laughs> How in the world can you be in a hospital and get a diagnosis and carry peace? How can you have cancer and still be filled with peace? How can you have no money in your bank account and still be filled with peace? How could you go through what you're going through and carry the peace? You ever just see somebody and they carry such peace and you find out their story and you're like, huh, what, who, huh? How do they carry? They are a non-anxious presence. That's what I love about Jesus. It said everywhere Jesus went, the disciples are waking him up like, we're about to drown. There's a storm. Jesus is crazy. You got to. And Jesus gets up and he's a non-anxious presence. Peter's walking on water and he starts to drown. And he's like, oh my God, help me. And Jesus is just, he's a non-anxious presence. The disciples show up and they're like, we, we got this crowd and we got no money and we got no food. And we got fish and bread. And he's a non-anxious presence. His dad runs up and he's like, my kid is back at home and he's freaking out. And Jesus is just a non-anxious presence. I wonder if people say about you, you know what I love about you is that you're a non-anxious presence. The only way you can carry the peace of God is receiving the peace of God. I give away my anxiety so I can receive his peace. And the peace that surpasses all understanding. Your family is going to trip out. Your workplace is going to trip out. Your friends are going to trip out. I'll never forget when our Georgia was diagnosed with her diagnosis three months old. And everybody's like, why are you still preaching? Why are you still smiling? Why are you still laughing? I'll tell you why. I let my requests be made known to God and the peace 
peace of God that surpasses all natural understanding. It guarded my heart and my mind. You need to guard over your heart. You need to guard over your mind. I know we talked about it last week, the Ring app or the Nest app. You need the Peace of God app. Get the peace of God to rule your heart and rule your home and rule your mind and rule your life and rule your future. We are not going to be tormented by stress or anxiety. We will receive his peace. So the first confession, I will be a rejoicer again and again. Second confession, I will receive and be ruled by the peace of God. Here's the third confession. I love this one. I will believe in all things, not just some things. I will believe in all things, not some things. Oh, I love this. He says this in verse 13. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you don't know this verse, I want to to encourage you, commit the last verse to memory, commit this verse to memory. We're just going to become a memorizing church. We're going to be walking all up in Ralph's and Sprouts, be like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Some be like, you need lime juice or or lemon juice? Be like, I'll take both. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. I don't believe in some things. I believe in all things. I believe I can do all things. You might be struggling with addiction. You will never be able to kick that addiction. Just on trying to work harder at not saying yes to that thing that has your number. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You might be struggling with unforgiveness and like, how could they? How dare they? They've destroyed. And in your own strength, you cannot forgive. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, what happens is when you turn to Jesus, again, I say rejoice. Turn to God with anxiety. He is giving us the result in the strength of God. He says when you turn to God and you turn to grace, what begins to transpire in your life is the things you couldn't do now seem kind of easy. It was really hard to be kind before. Like it was just, I was a jerk. I was mean-spirited. I just, I was just like, but all of a sudden when God got a hold of my life, it was like, I wanted to compliment. I wanted to be nice. I wanted to be sweet because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to just remind you, you are not that strong on your own. On your own strength, you, you will fail miserably every single time. But when you tap into God's strength, I love what David says in Psalm 18. He says, by my God, I can leap over a wall. What is he talking about? He's not talking about literal leaping over. He's talking about metaphorically. I can do the things that everybody else could not do around me, but I tapped into the strength that is found in Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible literally teaches you the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You've got resurrection power. If God woke up a dead body after three days, what could he give you the power to do in your life? Addiction has got to bow down. Depression has got to bow down. Anxiety has got to flee. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's like in your own strength, I'm pretty weak. And it's like, man, I'm I'm excited for the gyms. I don't know what phase the gyms are going to open up with, but I can't wait to get back in my gym because I'm really weak without Orange Theory Fitness. I'm going to be honest with you. 
But listen, if I don't go to that gym and work out, I will never get strong. If you never turn to your faith and you never turn to your God and you never turn to your Savior, you will never be strong enough to accomplish the things that God has put on you and in you to accomplish. Come on, right now in the chat, thank God I can do all things. I'm, I'm hammering on the all things because I don't want you to confess I can do some things. I, don't, don't go to the easy things. I can do that, that one and this one and this one. But I can't confess. I can't get right. I can't make right. I can't forgive. No, no, you got to do all things. I can do all things. Come on, get the big ones out the closet. Get the stuff that's been taunting you. Get the Goliaths out here. I can take out any Goliath. I can take out anything that's against me. No weapon that is formed against me. As worship team, come join me. It cannot prosper because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Your church doesn't give you strength. A worship team doesn't give you strength. It is Jesus that gives you strength. It is the grace of God. Literally what happened when Jesus got up from that grave and he defeated death and sin and hell and he ascended back to the Father after 40 days. He says, y'all wait right here for the, for the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says, and you shall receive power when, comes, when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that power that is even, uh, living on the inside of you, it gives you the strength to not do some things, but to do all things. So you got to confess. I will be a rejoicer again and again. I will let the peace of God rule my life. And I cannot, not some things, I can do all things. And then he ends this beautiful book. You know, our modern church, we call it Can't Steal My Joy book. This is the crown of his ministry. And he ends with, I think, such a timely thought for us. Watch what he says here. These are his parting words. This is the last thing that he says. And my God, verse 19, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Here's the fourth confession. Write it down. I will be a receiver of God's very best. Confess that. I will be a receiver of God's very best. And my God shall supply all of your need According to your riches? <laughs> no, according to his riches. My God, you ought to confess this over your family. Confess this over your business. Confess this over your children. Confess this over your life. I will receive God's best. God doesn't have leftovers for me. God doesn't have second-rate citizen stuff for me. I will receive God's best. I'm a child of God. I am called by name. I am the head and not the tail. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm his favorite child. I'm, uh, there's a picture of me on God's fridge. I will receive God's best. And my God shall supply all your need. What do you need? What do you need? God's got it all. He's got it all covered. The earth is the Lord's and all that is within it. My God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. What do you need? Because Jehovah Jireh is my provider. I know I'm getting loud and I'm getting fired up and I'm sweating here in the ministry center and the worship team's playing and I'm going to start yelling, but I just want to tell somebody, whatever you need, God's going to meet it. Whatever you need. And by the way, just a heads up, Zoe, God never just meets needs. He supersedes needs. So you, you just bring your need. Like, what do you need? What do you need? A job? <laughs> God won't just give you a job. He'll give you dream job stuff.
What do you need? You need a friend? Oh, God will give you a friend that will be there in the most difficult of trials. It will be someone to encourage you and lift you up and be there to pray for you and encourage you. Come on, the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. God will give you the best friend. God will give you somebody who will be there in adversity. A brother was born for adversity. What do you need? What do you need? think about your needs. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. We serve a rich God. God owns the cattle. God owns the hills. God owns the earth. God owns the banks. God owns the bank account. Good money is God's. God, God is your source. He is your supplier. The Bible literally says in the Old Testament that God gives us power to get well. In other words, it's all from God. He is our source. He is our strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think reason why Paul is trying to end right here is because he's writing from a prison cell and he's trying to tell his crowd as the, he's trying to tell them I've got everything I need in quarantine like how could you be quarantined and have everything that you need that's yeah, kind of crazy I've got three meals I've got my friends. Y'all are my family. I've got strength. You know, if I didn't have the strength of God, I would have fallen into depression in this jail cell. But he actually writes in this book, he says, you know what? This prison cell has actually proven to be a further advancement for the gospel. He actually has such perspective. He's like, I wouldn't choose to be here, but God is using it. He's saying, trust me, God supplied all my needs he will supply all your needs can you hear a father's voice in your life can you hear the voice of heaven speaking to you i'm a need meter and i don't just meet needs i go over and above like i love julia it's mother's day i gotta brag on my wife the reason why Julia's an awesome mother is she doesn't do just ordinary mom stuff like when the birthdays come around i know we're getting a cake I know we're getting some candles. I know we're getting a present. But the party? People, my bank account's getting drained. I'm talking about like, there's the bounce house. And there's the extra piñata. And there's the extra stuff that's coming over here. There's all the food is like, are we feeding 200 people? We only invited 20. There's 200. And it's over and over and above. Listen to the heart of your God. He doesn't just meet your need. He supersedes the need. He wants to shower you. He wants to lavish you. He wants to bless you. He wants to hook you up. Come on. It only makes the king look good when the king's kids are flourishing. Somebody thank him right now. I know who my God is these are my confessions let me just read them one more time let me just read them one more time confession number one i will be a rejoicer again and again confession number two i will be ruled by the peace of god confession number three i will believe in all things not just some things confession number four i will be a receiver of god's very best come on zoe right now in the chats come on right here in the ministry center let's thank him right now let's just praise our god